Yes, we're back. Hey. So back. Uh, we're here. Who am I? Am I Nick? I'm You're Nick. Nick. Sure. I'm this Kelly. Kelly's over here. Jared's oh, over here. I'll be Jared. And this is the Big Planet Comics Podcast. This is episode 171. My goodness. So many numbers. Holy crap. That's a lot of episodes. <laughs> um, yeah. We're here to talk about comics, comic-related things, uh, movies. Whatever we sports. like. Sports. Beyonce. Sports. Sometimes. Sometimes Beyonce. Kelly goes to baseball. Always Beyonce. It's true. I do go to, baseball. to the baseball. I go to the baseball sometimes. Go to the baseball. I've only been to one baseball this one year, baseball? and it was rained out, so <laughs> oh, <laughs> not man. doing so well. When did it start? How long has it been going? Uh, the baseball? Yeah. Since, like, I don't know, 19-something? Wait, when months. did the season start? Yes. A month ago. That's not bad. Uh, like, well, like I was 18. at the season opener. It's like three or four games a week, right? <laughs> right, but uh, they all happen when, did, when I'm at work. When did so. baseball start? <laughs> when it, a long 19th time ago. 19th century? 19th century? 18th um, century? No. It was definitely a 20th century thing yeah, in its current incarnation. So. No. It's American pastime. What are we doing for the first 200 years? Google. Kill, Google. Playing tiddlywinks? It's not American. That <laughs> seems <Tiddlywinks>. likely. <laughs> I think so, we're, we're all playing 10-pin, actually. What have you guys been up to besides the baseball? Not playing 10-pin. Uh, I watched all of the first season of Dark Matter. Yeah. I watched the first three of that. Uh, it gets better. Wait, what's Dark uh, Matter? So it's a, uh, it's a sci-fi TV show. Was it on sci-fi? It was on sci-fi. Yes. Uh. So it was made by um, it was made by a couple of Stargate writers. Oh, no. The two guys who wrote like the greatest Stargate episode. You into Stargate? I yes. sounds like she is. Stargate like, is my sci-fi TV I show. Do not like, like Stargate. I didn't grow up on Star Trek or no. any of that. Stargate is my thing. Uh, Canadian sci-fi is my jam. Canadian sci-fi. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, I can tell if a movie was formed was filmed in Vancouver based on the number of background actors who are on Canadian <laughs> sci-fi That's shows. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Dark Matter is about a group of people who. They are in stasis on a ship and they wake up and none of them have memories. Uh-huh. And so it's about them piecing together who they were based on sort of their muscle memory and also like trying to investigate clues and stuff. Well, they find out that they're all wanted criminals, but nice. they don't, you know, they don't Spoilers. have. Well, okay, it's the first that was episode. A spoiler. Um, it's the cliffhanger. It's not really. Um, but so, it, except for one of them. And uh, so then it sort of becomes about like, who they are who they were versus who they choose to be mm-hmm. and you know it's a found family thing which i love and yeah so sweet, yeah i sweet. really liked it a lot and the second season is starting i think in july so i'm excited yeah. about it all right, all right. A, w- a good use of 13 hours of my time <laughs> not bad, not bad. <laughs> what have you been up to jared uh, i started watching the americans uh but more importantly uh very fun spy show set in the 80s yeah, yeah. with soviets undercover in the we u.s we all know what the americans is i've never watched it man i'm behind the times i've never watched it but speaking of behind <laughs> the times uh i watched purple rain for the first time for the first time in homage get out of here the Prince. i've actually never seen it it's oh my God. amazing it's great i almost see it. they were showing it in the uh, mc AMC, i was yeah. wondering yeah uh it is working. not <laughs> necessarily the best film but is one of the most amazing films i've ever seen yeah. it's loosely based on prince's life and the, um, and the music alone is worth it yeah uh so it's not only young prince playing the kid as an up-and-comer in a is it milwaukee club i forget uh, where minnesota, minnesota right? minneapolis minneapolis, minneapolis. minneapolis yes. club which yeah. of course where he's from, where he's from. that um, makes me but really happy that his, they based it there oh no not not even that the rival band is the time Another band that Prince wrote all the music for and hired all the artists for. <laughs> nice. So it's basically Prince dueling against himself for which band will be cooler. And uh, there's a lot of internal band rivalry with like, uh, you know, Sheila and Wendy or whoever all the other people in the right. band are. It's, it's amazing. Um, but 
it's basically he plays the whole Purple Rain soundtrack. Yeah. Not just like as a soundtrack, but like on stage. Right. And nice. it's some of the greatest concert performances I have ever seen. It's and awesome. it was just in a movie. It was amazing. So highly recommend it. Highly. Especially now. Yeah. Everybody's it was amazing. In, in Prince mode. Yeah. Um, I never saw him in concert and now I feel like I have. And it was a great show. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah. We used to, when I worked at the video store, we would put it on like almost every day. It's oh, so nice. good. Uh, it's it a good background. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What have I been up to? Did you watch sick. Lemonade? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, my I God. To, I know. I need to watch it. Y'all turn off this podcast <laughs> and watch Lemonade. I know. Turn I still the podcast back on. I still <laughs> haven't seen it. I need to watch it. Oh Get around to it eventually. I've been sick. I was real sick this morning. Oh. Yeah, you sound bad, man. Puking and other stuff. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I feel a little better now. Good. Although I'm starting to feel nauseous talking about it. But <laughs> what else did I do? I didn't do any much else. I watched TV. I watched. Oh, I got into The Real O'Neills. Have you watched that? Nope. No, it's it. a sitcom, right? Yeah, it's pretty great though. Okay. <laughs> it's about like this. It's like su- a Martha Plimpton. Yeah, is that who's it? okay, yeah. yeah. It's got like this. Su- it's like about like a super Christian family. Um, one of the sons comes out as gay, and it's great. It's really funny. Um, I can't remember if there's anybody else. No, they're all kind of like not uh, not unknown actors and stuff. Yeah, but it's great. It's really funny. Yeah, but I've been watching that. Cool. Yeah, so that's all we've been up to. Uh, now let's see if anybody has any questions. Are no news? No news? news. Do we have news? We do. Oh, we do have news. We have important news. Oh uh, yeah, we do about us, about ourselves. This just in. I am awesome. No, uh, we have two new ref- retrofit books out. Jared, yep. tell us about it, Mr. Retrofit. Himself. Thank you. Uh, myself. Uh, so we've released two new books The Expert, uh, Experts by Sophie Franz, uh, which is not many people know her, and she's amazingly talented. So I think yeah, that's one of the more exciting ones that we've kind of brought out. Can I say that it's my favorite book that we've ever released? Uh, yes, you can. I've already bought three copies one for me and two to give to. People and I'll probably nice. buy more. Perhaps you should tell us about the experts. Yeah, so the experts is about um, it's about a group of scientists at some. It, it's like an outpost in the middle of the ocean or the right. middle of a lake. It's like a weird houseboat and experimental yeah station. and they've all sort of forgotten why they're there or what Super they're even supposed Lovecraft. to yeah it's a little yeah. if you've read the book um annihilation oh, nope it oh, feels a little bit that. it feels yeah. like that it it's felt so very much like that to me um i actually thought this was better in execution but <laughs> right. uh, yeah uh, i mean it's only 24 pages so yeah but yeah it's really the pacing is great. The art is really good. The it feels weird so and yeah. beautiful, and it's just it's like it's so unsettling in a really awesome right. way. So yeah, I love it. And the other yeah. one is what late bloomer, late bloomer uh, uh, by Mare Odomo, uh, who is one of these young wonderkins who's just like so amazingly talented. And this one's kind of like half his like poetry or like emotions just kind of like poured on the page and he does it all with just like pencils so some of it is just literally like bits and pieces from like his diary or his journal and others are like these hyper detailed super rich layered textures of faces and uh, it's, it's so good so especially like if you're an artist it's well worth picking up just to flip through and kind of see his technique and what he's able to pull off and uh yeah and those are both officially Debuting at uh, TCAF, which is in a week or two. 
and we might have two more books hopefully fingers crossed from the printer there we're gonna have the new james kolchaka of cat and love and i just blanked on the other. oh uh the the hellbound lifestyle by awesome. alabaster pizzo and uh kaylee forsyth yeah i almost ordered uh elf cat and love from previews because <laughs> i didn't you recognize it, it. <laughs> you do it. i was like wait a minute that publisher sounds familiar sounds familiar <laughs> but yep so very excited so please pick them up and uh if you do, let us know what you think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, we're going to have a, a reading here. Coming up very story. soon. Oh, man, yeah. We should yeah, be Mary, hyping that. Mary Naomi? Right. Uh, on the 21st of May. At 2 p.m. At 2 at our It was going to be 4, store, but it's 2 now. Uh, on U Street. Uh, she is also putting out a new book, uh, which is called Turning Japanese, about her time. Uh, I believe she's like, I'm not sure how much, but anyway. She's of Japanese descent, but she's American. And so just kind of get in touch with her roots. She's like, let me try to learn Japanese by working at a hostess bar in California. And hostess bars are these really weird Japanese things where, like, they basically pay people to stand at a bar and talk to you. So, like, Japanese businessmen who are not very comfortable um, in American culture, just, like, working there for whatever, will be like, cool, I want to go in and just talk to some people, which are almost always young girls. So, yeah, so she went right. in to try to practice her Japanese, which, of course, just meant that she practiced her English with a bunch of strange people. So it sounds like <laughs> quite an amazing experience. So, yeah, she'll be here May 21st. Yep, so Maybe she's going to do come check it out. a reading from that and then take questions and do signing. So Yeah, should be fun. Cool. Uh, yeah. Non-us uh, news? What other non... Uh, yeah, well, uh, what else we got? Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Evan Goldberg, also awesome. They're doing a Preacher TV show. Right. But they just announced that they're also going to do a boys TV series for Cinemax. Whoa. Which is pretty exciting. I feel like that's going to be a really expensive show. But if they pull it off, it'll be I don't great. Oh, man. They a have lot to, of it is just like people standing around and punching each other. They have to get Simon Pegg, though. That would be amazing. I mean, the character is based, based on Simon yeah. Pegg, and he looks like Simon Pegg. That'd be I don't super know, man. Weird. He's doing Star Trek and Star Wars and living his dreams. Is he doing Star Wars? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Uh, I think you can squeeze in a TV show. Yep. I mean, oh, I gather, Star Trek is, he's about, I think they're done with that, right? They just finished the new movie. Uh, he's got time. But yeah. The boys, That'd be great. Boys is God. a hyper-violent send-up of superhero storytelling. Just wanted to have stuff. Uh, That'd be crazy. Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll come back into print <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if this movie true. comes. Oh, my God. It could have it just Elba in print, it. So. Oh, man. The cast could be great. Yeah. It just Elba would be great as, uh, I forget his name, but. Uh. Mother's Milk. Yeah, but he would have to do an American accent. Which I don't know. How, has he done it? The Wire. No. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, God. Uh, yeah. How did I forget that? <laughs> the Wire. I always forget that Idris Elba was in that because that was like before he was famous. So, yeah. God, I love that show. Yeah. I yeah. mean, The Wire was all uh, British actors. Right. Doing Almost. It, it was mostly Irish ones. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. God. Just get everybody, yeah. Just don't get everybody. worry. Idris yeah. Elba can do an American accent. Just get the rest of the people from. The wire, too. Okay. Oh my, that'd be amazing. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. We'll Me see. too. We'll see if if and when and how it happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all the news we have. Uh, next up, we have a question. Sort of. Sort of. We have a question? A, it's a question. A question that I plucked from the ether. Uh-oh. It's a serious question. <laughs> so we got one question. Uh, this question is from Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Twitter. The Twitter. The Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's literally more, more a, sc- a screenshot of a tweet from a seven-year-old who has been quoted on Twitter. Yes, by Scott Hanselman. Uh, the question the seven years this <laughs> anonymous seven-year-old has asked is: Is Beyonce Marvel or DC? <laughs> 
Uh, I have an answer for this. Yeah, what is your answer? My answer is she is DC. I disagree. Yeah, oh. because all the characters in DC are rich. <laughs> 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 okay. Bravo, sir. All right, Bravo. fair. <laughs> no, I feel pretty strongly that she is Marvel. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, but DC is also. I mean, this like, is informed a little by because she's like an like a, she's DC, like a larger than life. Uh, DC like are icons. Power. Marvel <laughs> are like more realistic characters you can relate to. I cannot relate to Beyonce's life in any way. Right. Oh, I she's don't like know. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Cross with Superman. I don't agree. Y'all need to watch Lemonade and then think about this. Yeah. <laughs> because. I think that'll inform it. Also, I don't know. I f- I feel I can't get the picture of her as Storm. As Storm. Have you seen that picture? No. no. Yeah, no. So Ciara, sure the singer, had a costume party, like birthday party, and everybody came dressed as a superhero, yeah, and awesome. she was oh, really? Storm, and she had like the white pupils. It was yeah, incredible. In- Did she do a mohawk? Incredible. No, she had the long white hair. Oh, the no, it looks so good. But she I feels to me more of like a Wonder Woman type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's got those thighs, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, if we're judging characters' thighs, <laughs> she's got those Wonder she, Woman thighs. She she's got also Bruce has Wayne. some great thighs. She's got Bruce she Wayne's got. money. She's got Superman's ability. <laughs> she, yeah. Okay. She's a goddess. I she's will. I some, will concede. She's got some crazy. But there are some goddesses in Marvel as well. She's got some crazy know. rings. <laughs> she's got the musical skill of Hypno Hustler, though. <laughs> yeah, she does. She might be or Dazzler. 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 Come on, y'all. Ooh. Uh, I yeah. feel like we're not going to come to an agreement on this, but I'm really happy that we all have opinions on it. Yeah, this is a tough one. <laughs> I'm going to say she's image. I was yeah, I was about to say she feels Definitely like create her own. I feel like she was Marvel as a kid and then jumped to image. Yeah. She's going image. All right, <laughs> this is an image. Yeah. Uh, so your question <laughs> is answered. Random <laughs> seven year old. You did not ask us, but we addressed it. You've we come to us. <laughs> we have answered. You just tweet this podcast back. At <laughs> Um, be like skip ahead to this <laughs> roughly right. 14 minutes thank right. you for quoting pr- presumably your child <laughs> <laughs> also i'm so glad that your child is living in a world where is d is beyonce marvel or dc a question that they would ask that makes I me mean, very she happy is a superhero <laughs> it's true it's true uh yeah so that's all the questions we have really <laughs> I'm glad we could answer it. Y'all, this is what happens when you don't send questions yeah. in. I go to Twitter and I yeah. take random so really, shots. In case you weren't I mean, sure, we take any question <laughs> about anything. So send us a question. Send it to, what is it? Podcast at Big Planet Comics. Yep. Send it to our at Twitter. Big Comics. Tweet it. Twitter. Especially com if you're a seven-year-old. Just yeah. tweet it at us. Yeah, man. Definitely. Can you be it on Twitter if you're seven? Yeah, sure. Probably. Uh, the... Kelly Sue DeConnick and Matt Fraction's kids are both on Twitter. Oh, really? That's funny. I think they are quoted on Twitter by their parents. <laughs> uh, yeah, so send us questions. Otherwise, we'll just go to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and take them from Trying you. Our own. <laughs> um, all right, that was all the questions. Next up, we have reviews. We love comics. They're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right, what do we got here? We got Four Kids Walking to Back Number One by Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler Boss. Yeah, so um, this is a book about a group of kids who are... Walking into a bank? Well, they don't in this, actually. Not yet. I imagine that's <laughs> foreshadowing. Spoiler. But they are, um, they're all 11 or 12 years old, and they're like a D&D group. Um, and... One of them, the the lone girl in the group, um, is raised by a single dad who 
one day they're at her house playing D&D and this like group of criminals walk in and they kind of have like a insult off threat threat yeah, off yeah. with this group wait, of wait, wait, children wait, wait. let's clear this up <laughs> a bunch of criminals come in like thuggish dudes looking for the dad yeah and deal with these kids basically yeah. um and so from that point on the comic is about these kids and this group of criminals and the way that they interact and um one of my favorite things about this is the fact that it does start as D and D and you see their characters yep. and it's a really interesting way to set up the characters of each child before you even see them. Right. Um, and then once you do like the way that meshes with the crime thing just works really, really well. Right. It's really creative and really fun. And the, the way the, the pages do with like the, talking head yeah kind there's of thing like works really well yeah there's some pages that have like almost 20 panels and yeah it's great and the criminals are ridiculous but <laughs> yeah. also pretty you know threatening yeah yeah i mean um, one of them's like a nazi yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean i love the art uh in this is pretty great it's the same team that did we can never go home right mm, is it i mean it I might be the same, same writer, writer. Okay. i don't think it's the same artist okay oh, it could be though i don't, know. I don't Shit, remember right? yeah uh but yeah it's it's really good uh, if you like crime stuff and even just kind of like, I don't know, like humor. It's, it's like it's a really combination of all those stuff. Yeah. yeah. I feel like sometimes comics about groups of kids um, are either too sweet or too mean. Yeah. And also a lot of the time. And they, this walks that. They sound like adults. Yeah. And like little, yeah. little people's yeah. bodies. Like. These definitely, they sound like kids and they're like, you know, they, they rag on each other like kids right. do. But there's a heart there. Like right. you, you understand why this group of kids hangs out with each other. Like, like there's genuine. This is like the Goonies meets like, I don't know, what's a crime thing? Lethal Weapon. I was going to say. <laughs> was, <laughs> lethal, <laughs> lethal Weapon. Uh, but yeah. It's great. Yeah, uh, it's it's really good. That was four kids walking into a bank. Number one. Um, next up, we have Criminal Tenth Anniversary Special. Uh, what is that? What it is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, by Edward Baker, Sean Phillips, and Elizabeth Breitweiser. To follow up on the crime theme. Yeah. Uh, so we're just reviewing this one because it's a standalone. Uh, a lot of the Criminals series are basically like mini series focusing on different characters in a kind of shared environment. So they'll like run into each other from time to time in the stories. Uh, this one is kind of like one they did a year or two ago. It's a standalone single issue that uses a lot of comic book storytelling within it to kind of build the story out. So the one they did before was like a guy who's in prison and is reading like a Conan-esque comic and like panels of the Conan comic are kind of interspersed with his experiences there. Uh, this one is set in the 70s and it's a kid running around with his uh, gangster thuggish dad. Her. What? The main character is a girl. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Tracy. Tracy is a girl. No, it's the no, guy. It's, it's the boy it's from the it's other Tracy criminal Lawless. books. Yeah. Oh well, he, he they do this thing where his name is Tracy. He goes by Mike undercover. He's a boy. He's a boy. No, there's a thing in here. No, because he's in the other stories. Yeah, there's an adult. As I'm getting to Tracy Lawless, uh, is a grown up, uh, really really tough mean dude in uh. the later criminal stories, uh, and in this one uh, he's driving around with his dad, who is a criminal also, and is basically. Be a terrible, terrible influence. Uh, but he comes across a comic book. Uh, this is set in 79 from like the mid 70s. It's kind of a knockoff of all the like 70s style stuff that Marvel is doing. So it's what like Fang the Kung Fu Werewolf. Is that yeah. The name of it? yeah. Which is like one of the coolest comics I've ever read. And I just wish there was a real comic done by uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean <laughs> Phillips. But luckily, you get to read most of it in here. And uh, so his dad's on some sort of crime mission. He's not really sure what he's doing, but he's just like making his like very, very young kid 
drive the car as he goes tearing around backwoods of America looking for people. And you're not sure what he's doing, but it's very violent and very scary. And uh, But this kid is also, like, it's from his perspective, so it's, like, him trying to deal with his crazy violent dad and just, like, live a life in the middle of this crime spree thing that's happening. Yeah, and a lot of it is him interacting with this girl who he meets in this yep. town where they stop. And it's really brutal, a uh, little sad, as always. It's very and sad. totally, totally amazing. So if you've never read Criminal, uh, this is a great place to just check out a quick short story. And then there's five or six uh, trade paperbacks of other storylines. And you get to see this guy growing up. Um, and there should be a new Criminal series coming out pretty soon. But this one blew my mind. Totally, totally. Criminal is so good. So good. Read Criminal. All right. Uh, that was Criminal. Uh, next up, we have Department H, number one. Or as Kelly pointed out, depth. Uh, I didn't get that until I yeah. didn't either. Okay, uh, so I also found out that Kelly doesn't like puns. Yeah, that's very upsetting. Like um, I, I love puns. I feel like any enjoyment that I would have gotten. <laughs> How do you feel about Brendan Graham? <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> his books are pun yeah, filled. Yeah, there. If to a certain extent, I can deal with it, but like I hate the title of this book so much uh, so great. that I like can't get past it. Oh, uh, it's so good. So um, sorry, everyone. Yeah, so this book is about... Wait, oh, give oh, the credits. Oh, yeah, I didn't say that. Uh, it's by Matt Kent and Charlene Kent. Who's which his wife? I, yeah, I didn't know she... I had, She hasn't colored his stuff no, before, No, uh, right? this is the first time, but apparently Matt Kent sent in the back. He has a little thing saying he learned how to do his coloring from her. Oh, really? Because she's, she's like this much masterful better watercolorist. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, not that he wasn't good at it, but like yeah, she's, she's really, really good, really good at it. Um, the colors in this are incredible, like watercolors. Um and I, you know, I'm always a been, been a big Matt Kitt fan. Um, and this is like right up my alley. I mean, I loved um, mind management, and uh, sad to see that end, even though it ended greatly. Um, but this is a, a next thing, and this is a basically about uh, this woman who works at a, um, or she's going to investigate something in a deep, deep sea an station, undersea murder mysteries. Yeah. It so, is. well, I guess I mean it's not really a spoiler, but she's her father. Uh, worked there and he's been murdered um and so she's going to find out who killed him basically uh and it's it's a closed door mystery because right because they're all underwater they're way 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 down on the bottom and there's some the weird kind of like almost sci-fi stuff um in this there's like these uh this guy who like studies sea animals that seem kind of stranger than normal but who knows there could be things that strange in the actual ocean yeah uh but i guess the thing that's really sci-fi is her, the crazy diving suit that she uses um, which I don't know. That's not something that exists, right? <laughs> nope. No. I mean, I'm not up not on yet. my diving stuff, but that's a crazy suit. Well, um, and the story kind of, because she talks about how she, because her dad was this like crazy scientist, she could do anything. Like she's very smart. She could, right. she's choosing to solve this mystery where she could like, you know, she could run her own lab in space. Basically, that's an option that is available <laughs> to <Yeah>. her. <laughs> so yeah, it definitely so it like the paves future. the way for that, that, relationship between sci-fi and right undersea uh but yeah this is great uh i like uh, all you get introduced to all the characters that work in this in this under underwater station and they're all interesting and different and um I, this is kind of my thing i like i like uh closed room mysteries are pretty great and i like the the fact that it's kind of tied to her personally um because it's her dad that's the one that's murdered and her brother works there and um i don't know i'm excited to see where it goes i think it's is it ongoing? Oh, it's gotta be. Oh, yeah, I think it's ongoing. Is it? Wow. At Isn't least, it? At least until they wrap it up. I mean, well, I guess. I guess. I mean, could be like it twenty or thirty issues. I mean, or, it, yeah. could, it could turn into a different thing easily. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was Department H or Depth. 
um yeah check it out uh next up we have hyper force neo number one by Jarrett williams and jeremy lawton yeah so this is um a really fun kind of uh, i guess yeah sci-fi comic about a kid (laughs) um who he's just he lives it it's sort of like a near future type thing in that they have tech that sort of resembles ours but it is a little um a little more advanced basically and uh it's you know he's just like they're giant robots well i'm getting there quite advanced i mean the tech that he knows about is basically like an apple watch like that's that's the there are some robots that are a lot of robots okay (laughs) there are robots everywhere oh yeah it's true they all have little droids Yeah, yeah they do have little of like it's mostly stuff like at the school there's like a little right. security droid anyways he uh you know it's just in the beginning of the comic is just about him like starting school and making a new friend and trying mm. out for track and then he finds this key that um he doesn't really know what it's about but it comes with a little droid guy who says like if you ever you know if you're in a dire situation like lift the key up and say hyperforce neo right and so this crazy person in a robot suit attacks and so he does and it turns out that the key like gets him his own robot suit right um so yeah it's just like it's fun it's bright it's really dense in a way that i kind of enjoyed like there's a great page that just shows like the map of the city and like right. here's my second favorite place in the city and yeah <laughs> this kind of yeah, stuff very uh scott pilgrim brandon graham kind of steven universe combo influenced yeah like, it's a very modern style comic. Like it is. All these kind of things coming together in this new thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Steven Universe is a good one because I feel like the place where they are is as much a character as like the actual characters in the book. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. It's Z2, which means there's probably going to be a cartoon related to it at some point. Are they all becoming oh, really? cartoons? That's, yeah, I think that's Z2's that's whole thing. Really? Like Carver and Escapo? Yeah, I don't know. Carver? Well, not necessarily cartoons, but like uh, properties. I oh, feel okay. like it's it's a way to get something out there that yeah, right. then you can sell. Makes sense. That was Hyperforce Neo number one. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Image Plus number one, which is not really a comic. but Sort of. Uh, so this is the new magazine that's uh, getting put out, a preview magazine by Image Comics. Uh, basically, they'll be putting out one a month with kind of a little checklist of all the image stuff coming also out. Also free with previews. Yes. So if you get the previews magazine, which no one does uh, anymore... Uh, you can get it. Otherwise, it's uh, sale for only a buck ninety nine. And the kicker on this is that it has a new Walking Dead prequel comic about Negan Negan, how do you say Negan. his name? Uh, by uh, Robert Adler. Kirkman and Charlie Adler. Yeah. So if you want to know the backstory of Negan, uh, but it also has uh, samples of a lot of upcoming comics. So it's got uh, Brian Lee O'Malley and Leslie Hung comic. Uh, it's got Brandon Graham doing a little essay about comics in the front uh china clicks and flores is going to be coming back with blue monday caitlin kittridge steven sanders uh scott snyder and jeff lemire all have previews of their stuff in there it's got um, interviews with marjorie lou yes. and jordi belair so that's kind of the cooler part of this is like unlike a lot of things we just see like cool comics online they actually talk to a lot of the creators and like yeah it's like want to know how jordi belair got into coloring uh did you know she used to be a comic book artist i didn't uh, so you get to hear that sort of stuff and kind of a little more like their influences. Like the thing that I most thought about this was that we don't have any comics magazines really anymore. Um, and mainly this is all image stuff, but image is so diverse and forward thinking these days that this feels like what comics magazines should be coming out now. So uh, if you just want to get something cool for two bucks and read a bunch of cool comics, this was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, it was pretty great. Uh, that was. I should play some more and check it out. Next up, we have Joyride number one by Jackson Lansing, Colin Kelly, Marcus Toe, and Irma. Oh my gosh, Nivella. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Yeah. So this is a really cool um, kind of. I don't know. It feels like fresh and young uh, sci-fi comic about. These two teenagers on who live on an Earth that is so terrified of the prospect of contact with aliens that they've literally like s- surrounded the planet in a force field. Well, well, they had some kind of contact with aliens and it was not good. Right. So they're yeah. This is their they solution. They have like a metal shield around the entire planet. Yeah. So one of so it's this it's a girl and a guy and the guy like works at the uh, the military. Like the moon? On the moon, yeah. yeah which like is basically the just a gun? Yeah. Around the moon, yeah. which has a giant gun built into yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. This just, has some big sci-fi Yeah, it's in great. It. And the girl just wants to get off this planet. Like, she doesn't right. believe that it's as bad as everyone thinks. Right, she thinks it's like a big government conspiracy. Right. It's which, a very uh, fascist totalitarian system to keep everything running. Yeah, so. I mean, she has reason to think these things. And right. also, she's a teenager, and teenagers right. don't like being told this stuff. And he clearly just, like, loves her and wants to make her happy right. and goes along with it. So it's about them getting away from Earth. And they sort of end up picking up this other character who is... Two other characters. Well, the person who they accidentally end up bringing along is another member of the military who clearly believes all of this stuff. And she ends up sort of stuck with them. Um, And yeah, it's great. It's really fun. The art is fantastic. The colors are fantastic. Like, it just feels fresh and it's good. interesting it's really good it's really fun it's like when i when i finished when i was starting to read it, i was like i'm not i don't want to read this and then when i by the time i got to the end i was like this is great it's yeah, like it's so, so really good. cool it's so inventive uh the designs for all the tech and stuff are really cool like i said it's got full of crazy sci-fi ideas i'm like yeah just, and the characters personalities are great and like there's a cool mystery and like i kind of want to know what is out there yeah and the designs for like their clothing and also their armor is really interesting and unique. It's not the same things that you see over and over again. So I will yeah, say there is a character on the cover that ha- wasn't in this issue. Hmm, curious. No, that there isn't. This? What on the back of the cover? Oh yeah, it's part of the cover. It's a wraparound. Oh, you're right. yeah, I don't know who uh, that is. We'll see. Mm, curious. He's, he's, he's naked. Oh, uh, maybe he's space. <laughs> he's space. He is the embodiment of yeah. space. Um, but. Yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. Um, if you're into like you know fun sci-fi stuff, it's like very like Star Warsy, but kind of more grounded a little bit. Not more as more hard insane. sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. crazy um, hard sci-fi, but yeah, but great. Yeah, that oh was Jorad number one. Uh, next up, we have Sun Bakery number one by the awesome Corey Lewis, uh, who actually he did what is it was it called uh, the one about the wontons uh, that gave oh. powers. <laughs> Oh, my was gosh. It, what? oh no, it was fortune cookies. Something KO punch. No, no, it wasn't. Oh my that. gosh, I can't remember. Uh, it's right there. I don't know. Anyway, but he also did uh, recently. Oh, Shark Knife? Yeah, Shark Knife. Yeah. yeah, Shark Knife's great. If you haven't read it, definitely check it out. I hope there's more coming. He also did recently a G.I. Joe Deviations one shot. Did you guys uh, read that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was read it. so good. Really? Did you read uh, that? No. Uh, it was about like Cobra Commander, um, basically Cobra 1. They right. took over the world. And then. Cobra Commander basically hires G.I. Joe to destroy Cobra because he's he's, he's he, bored. It's really boring That's ruling amazing. the world. That's amazing. <laughs> and by the end, he like d- he succeeds and then he just wants to take over the world again. That's amazing. Uh, it's awesome. Um, definitely read it. Uh, yeah. Sounds but this great. is different. This is uh, 
kind of an anthology series, but it's all Corey Lewis yes. doing different stories. It's like, I love his whole premise is like, what if it were Shonen Jump, but only me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like an American Shonen Jump only by him. Yeah. But it, all of these stories are very unique. And uh, actually, his art is different for each one. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. They're all a little bit sci-fi. Yeah. The first one has like a very kind of loose uh, art style. The second one is super sketchy. And then the third one is like um, very clean. Yeah. Um, but the so the first story is about like oh, what was it about it's basically it's like, like a, a mech. yeah it's a woman in a mech uh fighting kind of metroidy stuff um there's a there's a really cute like social media aspect to it right. where she's like instagramming her fights and at one point it shows her like listening to sleigh bells as she gets into her right, suit. Yeah. yeah so she's basically going out uh kind of like pokemon style and and cataloging monsters yeah uh and different creatures around the around the world um and then the second one is about the second one was my favorite. That's my favorite too. That's about like this crazy future where humans have kind of evolved this like force field. Yeah, shields are so good, so people stop using guns and go back to using swords. Yeah, so they basically <laughs> have people have force fields around them, and so like nobody can really be shot anymore. Uh, they've kind of evolved to like have this force field that blocks bullets and everything. And so yeah, now they have everybody's forced to use swords, and there's but you kind can of only like fight if you agree to what level of fight you're gonna do. So yeah. like even the really great fighters have to fight like other people at the same skill level, right? And there's talk of like these legendary swordsmen and stuff. Ah, the great. ones who like set up this like protective circles on everybody and That's super start bringing fun. all the swords back, and it's amazing. I just want this comic all the time. Yeah, yeah and then the last one's kind of like, like a, a demonic skateboarding, skateboarding thing? superhero kind of yeah. thing, but it's great. Um, all of these are great. If you like, uh, like Paul Pope, I don't know, like this closest kind of thing to it, maybe. I'm not even that. Like some combination of Paul Pope and Brandon Graham. The art's nothing like any of those, but like that kind of feel. Yeah. Um, just yeah, kind of super vibrant. Like, yeah. Loved. It's all frenetic style. Insane. Like yeah, just like pure ideas and imagination on paper, and it's great. Uh, yeah. So check it out. That's Sun Bakery number one. That's it for our episode. Nick, what was your favorite book this what week? What was my favorite book this week? Oh, boy. I know, right? Oh, no. That's a tough one. I'm going to have to say probably Sun Bakery. Oh, really? Oh, I, I mean, these are all so good. Criminal's amazing, but Criminal's always really good. Yeah. Uh, I guess the one that surprised me the most probably was Joyride. That's Joyride what was definitely my favorite. Although, Four yeah. Kids Walking into a Bank also was re- surprisingly really good, too. Yeah. Uh, it's a good week, actually, overall. And Department H, also awesome. I mean, this is a great week. All of these things were really good. Pick one. Uh, oh, boy. Joyride. Uh, Joyride is the one that the most where I was the most surprised and yeah. kind of interested to read more of like right away. Yeah. Which is always a good sign. I agree. Uh, so yeah. What was, was yours, Jared? What was yours, Jared? I think Criminal I enjoyed the most, but Joyride was the coolest new thing. That was just like this is amazing. Right. Cool, cool. All right, guys. That was our episode. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Write maybe. us oh. letters or emails or what have you. What have you? Yeah. And we'll Tons be back for episode one seventy two next week. Yeah. Cool. See you guys. See ya.